Def Jeff. What's up, Mr. McNeil? What's happening? How you I'm feeling good, today? I'm good, man. My, I am your host, Big J. With me is Def Jeff, the Eagles fan, and Steve, the Giants fan, and Tony Washington, the Commodores. If, if Tony hasn't heard from Tony, I ain't heard from Brother Tony in a bit, man. You know, uh, I'm checking him. Yeah, I already, I did, and and you know, Holmes didn't get back, so you know, hopefully he can join us. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be nice. Man, we we I know we took a little break because it's about to slow down uh, as far as you know NFL sports in general. Because you know, once the finals is over. Mm-hmm. What is there? Baseball. Baseball. Uh, the Yankees is playing really, really good. They, they're actually really killing it now, the Yankees. You don't know nothing about baseball right now, huh? Well, the, my Phillies are playing better since they got rid of Joe the Gerard. Did you say Philly? Mm-hmm. Oh, you was a Phillies fan? Yeah. So you you're an eagle, but you're not a Sixer fan. No. Oh. And you're not a Flyers fan. No. Okay. Uh, you got uh, okay Phillies. When the last time the Phillies won the World Series? Hmm. That was in two thousands. That's when they had um that big uh left-handed guy. Uh, yes, we did. Oh, I, what's you remember his name? Oh man, I forgot his name. Yeah, Brother, I not... remember him. I'm sure listeners out there that's Philadelphia Phillies fans, they know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really get into baseball like that, so I can't really get down with with you know the Yankees win. Yeah, I, I definitely don't uh, look at baseball like mm-hmm. I do football. Like I know, sure. like the players, I know. Did the coaches this and that? So you ask me, uh, who's the coach or the manager of the baseball the Yankees? I, I'll be like, mm-hmm. I can Google it right quick, but I think it's Aaron Boone. I think I don't know. Something like Aaron that. Boone. Aaron Boone. Yeah, he used to play for the Yankees. Yeah. So before we get started, and um, just gotta send our prayers to the the. The little children down in Texas that was killed in the mass shooting. Once oh. again, in our lovely country of the United States of America. Um, first of all, I want to get your thoughts. And also, did you happen to catch any of the uh, what was your Eagles saying about it? Well, yes, I caught what my Eagles saying about it. They, Jalen Hurts may please them. Um, for lawmakers to do something about the gun control, which I understand what they're trying to come up, but as I said, there's other problems besides that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what Who's got problems? What's going on, guys? We are talking about the shooting uh, a couple weeks ago uh, down in oh. Texas, the school oh. shooting. Ooh, okay. And, and Steve, Welcome. Uh, what was your thoughts, and did you catch any of the feedback on what the Giants said about the shooting? I did, actually. No, I I, I did not, uh, uh, you know, um, 
hear anything. I'm sure they did, right? I'm you know everyone. I'm sure every know, team. Yeah, uh, put out a statement. Put out something. Yeah. Well, um, my owner may have put a plea to Congress. Yeah. Quarterback may plead, and they all wore um, jerseys with um, orange number on it. Oh. Is that the colors of the school yes, in Texas? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I also read that the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the NFL gave like $400,000 to the uh, school down there. Mm. Mm. And to help with the efforts, because honestly, how can, you know, you know, this was like the end of the school year for these young kids, you know, and it's like a Sandy Hook right in our own very Connecticut here. So uh, I'm sure they're going to resource, you know, those people, the parents, you know, and what they went through and hopefully they're communicating with them. And how do they deal with this? Personally, my thoughts is um, enough is enough. You know, um, it's more than just gun control. The, you know, it's these damn people. Mm-hmm. I'm getting sick and tired of the same person. Oh, I was bullied. And oh, nah, oh well, you know what? I'm going to go in the store or get my my daddy or my mommy's gun or whoever and then I'm going to go hurt somebody, kill people because I was bullied and da, 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 and I didn't have a father and all these excuses. I'm getting yeah, so it makes sick no sense. Yeah. Well, I, I watched a video. Amen. Amen to that. This is a video I watched, fellas. Interesting video. It was a military dude. He started naming off all the weapons dude bought and how many magazine ammo he said. He said, for an 18-year unemployed man, where do you get the $9,000 from? Yeah, well, I heard about it, that, isn't it, yeah. yeah, but isn't it in a lot of these states that you can just literally go buy a gun and just walk out the store and all that yeah, other stuff? See, that, see, here's the problem I have. I have no problem with the guns. I don't. It's not the gun. It's also, you got to look at the munitions. Municipal people not paying it because you fit. He left out the place for a thousand rounds, mm. a thousand rounds of five point five six. That's AR fifteen rounds. Some some serious rounds. Mm. They a dollar a piece per round. So I wonder if they raise the price of the of the bullets and and all that. They did. So so if they made each bullet. Like a thousand dollars, you think it'll be a lot of people shooting each other? Well, no, but I think it's it's a lot of mixed stuff in this thing. Uh, I mean, honestly, because it, it, remember we did this with the cigarettes, right? They raised the price of the cigarettes, and people still bought it. Mm-hmm. So, but I wonder if you know how much does a single uh, bullet for, or or how they how they do it, like cartridge or some magazine for AR fifteen. Do they buy it like that, or is it indi- like individual bullets, like a case of bullets? Uh, it's probably got to be packaged. So if 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 it costs, if they raise the ten times the price, uh, would they would they have uh, all this? I mean, because it's 
but basically for me, I'm just getting sick and tired of these weak ass, these people, you know, hurting everybody and, and just claiming, oh, I was this, I ain't getting no girls and all this other crap. I'm getting sick and tired of it. Well, and then mostly a lot of these guys, they fit the profile. Well, I understand that. But anyway, you know, that's my thoughts on it. You know, the Cowboys, like I said, you know, they gave 200000 and the NFL gave another 200000 So, um, you know, they're, they're feeling that's in their state, the Cowboys in Texas. So um, <coughs> just to hopefully the next school year, we don't have this. Uh, this nope. country is getting known for killing children in the schools. This country getting known just killing people. Yeah, well, you're you're really crossing some lines now when you're killing like the children. Ten, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's. Mm-mm. But you know, um, that's a mental illness. What you're thinking about works out for the best. You know that there's a you know it's mental a very complicated illness? issue. Hello. Hey. Can you hear me, guys? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. It's a very, it's a very complicated issue, you know. <laughs> because everyone immediately goes after the guns, and like you were saying, John, you know, like there's this, you know, this urge by people now, like to instead of like seek help or or, or something, they go to the school and just start killing people. It's a mental health issue on top of a lot of other things, and it's. And uh, I didn't know we'd be discussing this tonight. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this, but yeah, it's uh, it sucks. Hey, man, we got this is a program. We got to get these these views out, man. You know, um, the AR-15 in my book now is starting to turn into the pit bull dog. Remember when <laughs> when dog bites were rampant? Oh, oh pit bull, pit bull. They forgot about the German shepherds and all the other dogs that every do it. dog. You as pit bull man, got we the know face. This. Every dog will bite you, especially the yeah, smaller dogs. The every little dog single, yep, bite you more than a big dog. Yes, they will. I've met so many. You know what it says? Does it have teeth? Does the dog have teeth? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they gonna bite. They bite. Listen, listen, guys. We've all been doing this a long time, man. Both. It's how they train. It's how it's how they train. It's people how they train them. They train them. If they train them to be vicious, they're gonna be vicious. You train them to be nice, they're gonna be nice. But the only thing people are are protective, plain and simple. Simple. They do their job. Mm -hmm. So we 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 got a nice program for the people. We got a real nice program for the people to wrap up the show. We're each going to talk about the top 10 most important players for our teams going into the 2022 season. Now, this list should consist of players who are really going to be at the forefront of the success of each one of our teams in NFC East. You all right, uh, Dev Jeff? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. I, I hear a lot of stuff. That's not that me. Stuff. That's not me. This one time it ain't me. I can promise <laughs> that. That was Steve that time. What was I doing? Wow. I didn't know. 
Sorry, guys. I, I heard some, head some weird sound. I, I mm-hmm. looked to the and it, you know, something happened. Maybe anyway, that was it. it. I, maybe yeah, that yeah. was it, Steve. You shouldn't look to the was, left no more. Yep. That wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's uh, Steve. How how is uh, hockey looking? By the way, are you still in tune with hockey? A, a little bit. After Bruins went out, um, it's tough to watch. You know, it's Colorado, Colorado and Edmonton, I believe, and someone's up three zero or two zero now. But I've been playing a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. East, uh, Tampa. Islanders. Yep, the Tampa won the other night. Um, you know, I don't know, my friend. This podcast. I've been fake rooting for the ring. Your friends, fans, but let's be honest. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's that kind of fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not right, Steve. Yeah, congratulations, you won. <coughs> but you know, it is jealousy, though. I'm jealous. You know, because their this team's is, still playing. I'm, I'm honest. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm jealous, but yeah, keeping a little bit eye on that. But also, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, so. You know, oh, that's perfect pretty cool. segue, Steve. Perfect segue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we <laughs> got the NBA finals. Yeah. And uh it's we're at as we're doing this right now, we're at game three. Uh first two games being completed. It is a split one to one. Um so what did you guys think uh of of the series so far? When the Celtics have no turnovers, they win. When Thank they have you. turnovers, they lose. Thank you. Me and wow. John had like a five-minute conversation earlier, and that's exactly it, Jeff. You nailed it. That's exactly what it said, the turnovers. Yeah, I had to. I'm glad I talked to you earlier because I had to let all them explicatives out. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't really want to do it on the show because it, it's it's really pissing me the hell off. Jason yeah. Tatum. It's like every time he goes to the to the to the basket. He's flailing all over the place, like, oh, oh. yeah. And yeah. I'm still well, pissed at Jason Tatum, but when he got hurt in the last series, he's laying there on the, on the court for like five, ten minutes. They, they come back from commercial, he's still laying there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a little dramatic, but the, the well, NBA is, is is well known for some dramatics. Yes, but. Well, uh, yeah, y'all gonna figure what what um Mr. Green is. Mr. Green gonna get a techno second techno file or not? Uh, nah, I would have let it go. I would have let it go. I mean, he was he's he was he's trying to be Dennis Rodman two point oh, but you never can be Dennis Rodman. So yeah, I mean, you. um, I don't know why he keeps trying, but I guess he feels that's his niche, and you know, I don't think it deserved when he uh sort of rolled on uh Jalen Brown. Nah, I'm not technical. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm old school, so you know, half of these so called flailing fouls that, that NBA players be doing now. So I don't know. Which, which makes a tough game to watch because if you're already long late seventies, early eighties, up and through the nineties it was so different. People were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're an old-timer talking shit. No, it's different, man. So when you watch some of the things that happen today, you can't help but roll your eyes a little bit. Unless you were brought up on this type and style of basketball, to other watch it who, who, who liked the way it used to be, too. Not just we used to watch. It was, it was different, man. It was, it was rough, man. Like, the guys would tell you, man, yeah, if he's going to come to the basket, we're going to knock him on his ass. You know, and guys understood it. You know, 
yeah, there were fights and stuff. But if I was going inside and, you know, there's Lambeer and Mahorn and Ewing or whatever, you're going down. You're going down. You know, and we mm-hmm. all like uh, we did. I liked it. I liked it. it was well, I, I can't what and I think I said it on the last show, I can't stand the NBA. Um, and I, it pisses me off because they're such great athletes. Oh, the you best. Know, and yeah. and the fact that now you basically stand all the, the players are at the three point line. Yeah. Yeah. And and nobody is down low to get the nope. offensive rebound. It is amazing to me that this is basketball right now. Jen, it's the hardest part of the game for me to watch. When a guy comes down, shoots up a three, nobody's down low. Maybe one guy's down there, but there's three Maybe. of the other guys. And your guys, as soon as you shoot it, start going back on defense. So they're not oh. crashing the boards to get down or to get the rebound. No. It's one on three, one on four, or zero on three. And it's just and it just happens constantly. And every time you see it, John, to me too. Part of it. Everyone just hanging out up there, check it up, boom, bumps out. That you you have no chance at a rebound. It's oh. Amen. Amen. I'm 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 so done with it. And you know, I wish both teams the best. Uh I think I feel like Boston is the better team. Um you know, but I feel like th- that game, that game too you know, really showed their inexperience and you can't take these games lightly. Well, and, uh, they're gonna they're gonna adjust. That's the one thing I worry about. Boston's we'll gonna adjust. Yeah, yeah we'll the coach is really good at that. Uh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mr. Moving Man. Yeah, they're gonna adjust all right, just like you adjusted. Yeah, that ain't me, Jeff. <laughs> no, that's me. Yeah. That's but, not that was me just now. Yeah, uh, but um, you know, anything I, I don't something I need someone to look up. Has any finals experience? I mean, that was Al none Horford first. None of them. Yeah, Al Horford, yeah, the, guy, the, the team. That was his first. And they're gonna win. Uh, and they're gonna win. Don't worry, they're gonna win the series. I hope they. Can you know why they? You know, you know why they're gonna win the series? Because they're gonna learn from this mistake. They're gonna say, "Not, nah, we can't do this no more." Yeah, they got. They got deep. They are defensive team. They can play team. defense. They're a tough team. I give them that. So let me ask this question before we get about some other business here. Um, I kept hearing on this sports talk, if Steph, you know, wins his fourth championship uh, and he happens yeah. to get the uh, finals MVP, will that put him in the top 10? Great. All qu- time. Great question, John. I've been hearing this bandied about. No. I, I'm with Jeff. And he's really good. And I'll be honest. He's you know, good, but he's a good offensive player. He's not a good all-around player. No, he's not. He's a liability on defense. And and the thing is, you know, I don't get to watch him a lot. So even, you know, so I get to watch him a little bit now. He is really good. And I get why people want to get him in the top ten, right? Because he, he's good. And he's recent. But it's recency bias, man. Because there's better guards. Okay. Let's put it this way, John. Okay. And Steve, you know this for the Iceman, George oh, German. Yeah. Sure. Excellent shooter, right? Is he in that top ten? No, he's not in the top ten. No, he's not top. 10. I think what they're what they're trying to do with Steph. Oh, he changed the game. I hate you know, that. They're, they're doing that. that no, angle. no, no, no. Just because of the three point shot. Every time I hear that. 
Oh, he changed the game. He, what? Nobody was shooting three pointers before him. I, I don't. I don't get how he wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. Wasn't wasn't Ray Allen shooting three pointers before Everyone that time? Was. Was. <laughs> I, no, my my whole change. thing with my whole thing with that is if you give me Larry Bird, yeah, in today's game and say, look, just stand at the three point line. Nobody's gonna guard you or put a hand in your face and right. shoot the three. Yeah, what do you think Larry Bird gonna do? Pop, 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 pop. pop, pop. And, and if they do, and if they whiz by you and touch your funky hair, they're, you're gonna get a foul. You're gonna get four yep. point play. So just do it, man. Jordan would probably definitely average fifty points in today's wow. NBA. Now, if he can yeah. incorporate, which I don't think Jordan will, but you know, just to play in this era. The flopping aspect, oh, the, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like they so, just got hit by a sniper from the. Yeah, but it, yeah. You know, I tell you who could incorporate this um, flopping easily. That'd be Rodman. He could he incorporate it very easily. Well, he'd piss everybody off. Oh yeah, he, he'd be good he at would, it. He would dominate this era. Like, oh my god, he 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 used to get twenty rebounds a game back when it was you know tough down there, down low, you know. Yeah. Can we get 20, 25 rebounds a game, man? Fuck that. So, Jeff, you got the Celtics taking this series. Uh, Steve, you you got the Celtics. You're a Celtics uh, yeah. fan. Yeah. And I feel I, – I can see Golden State winning it. Me too. Um, just, just for ex- the experience, you know, yeah. when it gets to game four and five and, you know, that type. Um, and especially right now, if Clay can't come back to what Clay <laughs> – what we know of Clay – then I, I feel like Golden State might be in trouble because he's uh, he's they left him in when they was up by like twenty some points. I know, yeah, and and he still looked like he just couldn't. It's too bad, man. Yeah, it's weird because he to me, if if I had a choice, I would take Clay out of out of Steph. Yeah, because he's bigger and he can shoot the threes too. And he can defend. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to take him off the court exactly, you know, but. You know, I guess the 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 back to back injuries, you know, yeah. that he's had has been rough on him. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, maybe not in this series, but next season he can get it back together. But I can't see Golden State pulling this thing out. Cause I know Boston's gonna adjust. You know, they they took game two like, oh, oh well, we got game one, so we're yeah. going back home. But mm-hmm. maybe Golden State to teach him a lesson. Hey, you better win them games. So we'll see oh, yeah. how it turns out. Because it was close early, man. It was back and forth. It was back and forth. Yeah, that's the thing. It was close. Yeah, and I'm thinking, this is awesome. Because it's going to take out on you. And crowd gets into all that shit. I said, you know, keep it close. Keep it close. And then you got a great shot at winning this. Because, you know, I think we're a better team. But it didn't work out that way. But I, it's positively that, okay, they're focused. They're going to keep it close. You know, we all know it comes down to the fourth quarter and all this game. Yeah, by 30 points, you got to watch the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I think the Celtics definitely shut it down after the third. Yeah, yeah. Like, you it's know like, what? Yeah. We're going home. We're going home 1-1. One, one. So. All right, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, quick NFL news. Uh, Aaron Donald, that you know, he re-upped. That I thought page. his ass was going to be higher. <laughs> no, no. I was praying that that dude was, like, serious about retirement. Because out of the NFC East, the Cowboys got to play the Rams. 
So that's not good for my Cowboys. Yeah, he's not on our no, schedule. Man. We don't have we got little John. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> you probably did that on purpose. <laughs> so no man. So damn, we ain't gotta play Aaron Donald next. Oh season. wait a minute. Damn. We do play them. Good. I'm gonna kick your ass too. Oh no, that's Ravens. No, wait a minute. Damn. Okay. No, we don't play. I'm sorry. Okay, never yeah, mind. Whatever, Steve. You did okay. that shit on purpose, <laughs> I, man. I was yeah, he just want to tease you. Oh, man. No, that's I was looking at my paper here. And I, it I, I really think yeah. going into the 2022 season, because he did this last time, he had a contract. When he, he had a contract, he just signed a contract. That season, he had 22 sacks. So, yeah. So, that, that, let that sink in, Demarcus Lawrence. When you get a new contract, yeah. that means Everyone you ball else. the hell Wait. out. Yeah. Leonard Williams. Wait, Williams. I know. Got a big, big. John, after this year, Zeke had no more guaranteed money. But we ain't talking about Zeke. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No. But, but DeMarcus Lawrence got his contract the year before Zeke and him, right? Yeah, yeah. So in his, his guaranteed contract money is getting kind of low well, now. That's why they they he took the less money. Um, oh, get twenty million. So, but Aaron Donald, that um, if if I have to say, Aaron Donald's probably the best player in the NFL right now. Um, he's very dominant and he's been consistent pretty much his whole career. So that and and that means a lot, you know, when you can and that where he plays to be that dominant. And you know to do what he did in the Super Bowl, yeah, he's a G. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably gonna get the number retired and all that jazz for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about going back to the Super Bowl, so it's you know it's gonna be tough for everyone in the NFC because they got some new pieces, and they they got uh, the boy from from the Bears, the receiver. Yeah. So like, um, who's the number one? So like, they don't even need Beckham now. No, no. And, but they could probably get him if they want. <laughs> Whatever the Rams doing, I think you know. It, I know there's a copycat league. Um, maybe the other teams need to follow that because it's, it's going to be very interesting this season how things turn out. I can't wait. Um, but damn, week five, Dallas at the Rams. He's going against our young offensive line, and whew. you know it's funny when you mentioned him tonight after he re- uh, got that new deal. It's because remember when you gave when you gave us the assignment to name the top ten players. <laughs> I understood that at first and thought it meant across the league. So I started doing an across the league uh, list, and I'm going quarterbacks, of course. I'm like Mahomes, and then I had. You know Josh Allen and, and Aaron Rodgers, but I said, but the first other dude that wasn't a quarterback was Aaron Donald, so he was like four on my like. If we were doing like a top, if I was to do that list. I would have Aaron Donald at one, at one, yeah, yeah for me, for me, because he's the I most dominant player. I wish I in thought. our league, he is the equivalent to a Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, yeah, he's as close as we're gonna get. Yeah, he's the, like right now until if Micah develops into that. But right now, it's Aaron Donald. And well, he's not a even lineman. close. Yeah, John, because he's a D lineman that you have to scheme specifically for, and that's Bro. the Taylor factor. You know, where it's like, where's Aaron Donald on this play? Where is he? 
You know, I mean, you he, have to. He, yeah, you can't just great. let. You can't just do your normal shit with that guy. He'll kill you. He'll, like he'll have. You know, he'll he'll bust he'll bust that twenty two sack uh, thing real quick. <laughs> you know, you try to play him like an average guy. You know. Yeah. Also, uh, I have to mention, uh, we lost Marion Barber. Yeah. Yeah. Week. 38 years old. Uh, oh. Y'all remember uh, Dallas Cowboys running back back in the mid-2000s? Sure did. Mm-hmm. Like 07, 08, around 10, around there. Um, war number 24. This is but He was before what Beast Mode turned out to be. Yeah. Actually, when you think about it, like Marshawn Lynch, they ran the same they they had the, the dreads they with the power and the and the speed and and all of that they you know this was before Marshawn Lynch actually hmm. so he could have actually had that <coughs> you know name before then but you know Marin thirty eight years old um, yeah so um, yeah. yeah we don't know what was the cause of death. Yeah, still so nothing on that, John. Still yeah, they've been real quiet on that. So yeah. we'll wait and see, you know, what happens. Hmm. That, that That is kind of kind of young to be passing, but we don't know what health conditions he had. So that's true. The only thing I did hear hey, is that another, family is going to donate the brain for the uh, CTE scanning. Okay. So we'll okay. see how that there was goes another- out. Yes. It was not quite yeah. as tragic. That happened. I, I just saw it before we came on the show. Uh, Romeo Cornell retired um, from football. That's right. Let me tell you, man, he's an OG from the Giants staff back in the day, man. So I've always had an interest in you know, where he went and stuff after that, that Parcells tree. So, I mean, that dude was for like 50 years, man. It's fucking awesome when you see that shit. Yeah, man. Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell, man. He He's been around, man. Patriots, Jets, Chiefs, uh, Browns, uh, Texans. I believe at the end there, Giants. Yeah, started- Texans was the last. Yeah, I actually Wikipedia his thing, and and so you know he had all, uh, college, uh, you know, uh, jobs at first, and then boom, came in with Parcells. I believe in 1983. So, uh, uh, good luck in your retirement, Romeo Cornell. A good dude. Yeah, good congrats, congrats. Yeah. Glad. Hey, oh, yeah. he, at least he finished off good with the Texans. They, you know, they they, they was dealt a, a horrible hand yeah. to start the season. And those coaches did what they had to do. To, those are NFL coaches, by the way. Yeah. NFL coaches. They deal with what they, what they have, and they keep it moving. That's Unlike it, bro. Mother truckers in Dallas. <laughs> I knew you were going somewhere with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now let's get to this list. I'm very interested to hear what you guys got to say for this top ten list. Very interested. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm, I'm have to cross I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start off. Awesome. Oh, good. I'm gonna start off my list. Um, as I just crossed somebody off of my list. Because I think he, I, I feel like he's a Judas. Uh oh. And he, yes, and Uh-oh. he's drawn the ire of a lot of cowboy fans now. So we used to like him. Be like, yeah, he was okay, but now he just got it all messed up right now. So, um, 
I'll tell you who that mm. player is because I crossed him off the list. Dalton Schultz. Dalton oh, you... Schultz is saying now that he's not re- reporting to the OKs. Really? Yeah, because he wants contract and all this other stuff. And I'm like, really, uh, dude? No. You're not even that dude. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, he franchised. He, yeah, he, signed, got he signed a thing, and now he wants the contract. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't even be messing with the waters. But the Cowboys have been in the past been getting bullied by these players, you know. And I'm I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm sure Cowboy Nation is looking forward to this. Is this player who is even not a top ten tight end? Okay, he's not even in that at, at that range for him to be getting franchise number one exactly. and to be getting that money. Can I just say like the okay? Because I want to make sure I, I get right when you're franchise. You get pay, paid in the top, like yeah, yeah something like that. Okay, here's the thing. This dude, that's that's why I want to jump in here because I wanted to say this at the end, but you just said it. He's not even a top, maybe top fifteen. I don't know where I'd put him on a list of tight ends, but I mean, you're not. Why you should be like? I get where you'd be mad. He should be happy. You're getting paid like a top tight end, and you're not. What the fuck? Hey, he, he How should he get off, man. But I tell you what. You know, nope. if the Cowboys end up giving them the contract, paying them that the what the tight end from Cleveland got, if you want to pay that money like that, Nujuku, go ahead. And you you're gonna know what the Cowboys is all about going into 2022 season. If you pay that, you they get bullied all the time. Demarcus Lawrence bullied them. Dak Prescott bullied them. Ezekiel Elliott bullied them into getting the contract. If the boy don't want to be there, let him go. Yep. He ain't worth that money. Just like D-Law, just like Dak, just like Zeke, wasn't worth all the headaches that they're paying for now. I'm just sorry. I, I like, I'm a Cowboy fan first. Those players, no, I'm sorry. What's good for the Cowboys was good for the Cowboys. And signing yep. D-Law to that money, Zeke to that money, Dak to that money, where's it gotten? The ball. To say he's not going to show up to training camp now, the balls it would take. Well, no, well, first it was the OTAs. He's not okay. reporting to the OTAs. Yeah, that's for next. And yeah. the man in the in the mini camp they have, he's not reporting. So does that translate to the to the training camp? I guess we're gonna because July fifteenth is when this contract has to get done. Hmm. And then he just stays on the franchise tag. If I I'm think the Cowboys. You stay your ass on that franchise tag because you signed it. If we can't get the deal done, then oh well. And if he's talking like that, I'll be like, you know what? Kick rocks because we drafted a tight end, you know, in the draft. You're a tight end, bro. You're not a wide receiver. You're not. Okay. You're, so you're so you can't even block. You, you're replaceable, man. You, I would, you can't even block. But, John, so, I, I, I say the only way this would happen, like I said, his, his agent knows that the Dallas Cowboys have been bullied before, and he said, let's go for yeah. it. Yeah, and they know, you know? that is position for of it. need. They know yeah. that Dak likes this guy. He had like 70, 80 catches, I, I believe, uh, last season. So they're like, well, hey, you know, we, hey, you see that we was in the top percentile of receptions and all that. I'll get another okay. guy to catch 78. Buy me another one. All right. Yeah. Let's get to this list after I had to cross his ass off. <laughs> and I placed him with someone else who I didn't even want to put on the list because he's 
I don't know. He's like a cheat code. But anyway, number 10. I'm going from 10 to 1. The 10th most important player is the field goal kicker, whoever the hell that's going to be. Ooh. Uh, right now, they only have one kicker in camp, and that's Garibay, I believe. He was an undrafted field goal kicker. Um, the field goal game was horrible last season. It definitely cost the Cowboys a few games. So, you know, to me, if they can get a solid field goal kicker coming in, I think the Cowboys could, you know, win some games. Number nine is Tyler Biotish, the center for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, all last season, if any of you Cowboy fans have watched Cowboys games, you saw number 63 constantly getting pushed back a lot into the lap of of, uh, Dak Prescott. And also, as soon as Zeke gets the ball, boom, he gets tackled. So he got to get bigger. I don't know. Hopefully he's in the weight room getting stronger and all that stuff, what he needs to do, technique, get all that done. Because if we're getting the same thing, it's going to be the same result. Then the questions are going to come. Well, Zeke is this and Zeke is that. Well, how can Zeke be the man if he can't even get out the backfield? Amen. Saquon Barker. There you go. Saquon. He's a classic example. Yeah. Uh, So many games, you watch the Giants, even the Dallas game I went to, you know, he gets the ball, boom. Boom. And and you can't blame him at all. There's nothing there. There's just dudes on the other team. So, yeah, nobody can run. I mean, there's only one Barry Sanders. Yeah. So, only Barry Sanders with that Cowboys or Giants offensive line, he could have probably got, you know, yeah, he danced 12 to 1500 yards. Yeah, he danced around that shit, but he's doing yeah, he would have figured it out. <laughs> All right, at number eight, I got Trayvon Diggs. There you go. Ooh. At the uh, you know, he had a all pro uh year. They're gonna come at him because I don't think he got to prove it this year. Then they can do the you know what, we ain't gonna mess with him because the double move killed Trayvon Diggs all last season. So he got to show and prove. And if not, then, you know, where do the Cowboys go? Don't know if Calvin Jones is going to be there. So we'll see. And then they got Anthony Brown. So he's still on the other side. So this is a huge year for Trayvon Diggs. Now, I put this guy at number seven. I didn't even want him on the list because he's their best player. Michael Parsons. Um, The bazooka. He's their best. You ask me who's the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Every to hundred percent, every Dallas Cowboy fan would say Michael Parsons. And so would I. Probably Jeff too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you can say he's definitely, uh, as far as NFL defensive players, he's definitely, definitely in the top ten. He's a top ten guy. So I think that's something the NFC East could be proud of. That we got a guy that you know, if he his trajectory keeps going the way it's going you know he can be defensive player of the year that type of stuff so the next um, Donald with Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald you know what I mean like the era yeah so that's going to be a nice little battle yeah you know, with Aaron Donald and um you know Parsons gonna be, man I gotta get to where he at oh yeah so also you know we, we'll see hopefully Michael Parsons ain't drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> and thinking in this Dallas America's team they mad at us because they ain't us I hope he ain't doing that uh-oh, 
he starts doing that, yep, you're going to see the same Dallas Cowboys. Number six, Tony Pollard. Mm. Are wow. they going to use Tony Pollard? Yeah. Because apparently Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott tore his MCL or something in week four. So we didn't know this, of course. And how come they didn't feature Tony Pollard more? Right. So uh, are they going to use Tony Pollard? Are they going to use his ability out the backfield? Do they have, uh, do they know how to use a weapon like him? Strong runner, elusive, can got that burst. Do they know how to do it? I don't know. They had it. They had Amari Cooper and they let him go. Well, Pollard, you know, hey, hey, Tony, thanks for joining us. Yeah, well, you know, hey. you started talking about you started you started talking about Dallas Cowboys. I got to get off, brother. I okay, can't talk about. You, hopefully, you got your list because I, you're gonna be going around the horn. Going around. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, number five. I got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Zeke, if they can't, you know, if the, well, that goes to the offensive line. If they can't block, do the coach know how to use Zeke? Once again, Zeke, they're saying Zeke is done. Zeke is this. Zeke is that. I don't know. So if Zeke can get going, Dallas might have something. Once again, there's another player at number four, C.D. Lamb. They Mm. cut Amari. They got rid of Amari Cooper, and now they inserted C.D. Lamb into this number one receiver thing. Now, we've seen what the Cowboys done with number one receivers. They don't know how to use number one receivers. So, um, it's sort of like this is I know the players, but the coaches on the offensive side of the ball, they just don't know how to use these weapons that they mm-hmm. have. So, um, we'll see what happens with CD. He had a, I would say, a down year because because of the drops. He had too many drops. So I don't know what's going on with him, but hopefully he got his mind right. Number three. Now, this is an interesting one. Defensive tackles. Whoever that is, defensive tackles. Because what did the 49ers do in the playoffs? They pushed us back. They ran right down our throat. So whoever the defensive tackles is, is the new rookie. Is it John Ridgeway? Is it Neville Gallimore? Is it O.C. Digazua? Is it Ghosting? Is it if it's these guys, they're gonna have to step up. And I like what I'm hearing that you know a lot of these guys got a little bigger. And also, I don't know if you guys heard, CD actually grew a half an inch and put on like ten pounds. What? <laughs> How's he growing, man? Come on, hey, Amen. <laughs> man, still growing? He's still so- growing. That's crazy growing in. You're supposed to stop, man. I don't know. So that's, we'll see how that translates. Uh, so defensive tackles at number three. Number two is Dak Prescott. Dak hmm. Prescott has to elevate his game to get to that Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady level. This is year seven for him. So he needs to get to that level regardless of how he feels or what the coaches are saying. He needs to elevate that team to the to the to this level. If not, we're gonna get the same 
Dallas Cowboys. And my number one, Tyron Smith. Ooh. Tyron Smith have shown when he's not in the game, the Cowboys struggle. And I get it. He hasn't played a full season in years. So ever since he got hurt, he haven't played a full season. Since he's been getting hurt, he's been, he's getting hurt. He's he didn't even participate in the, in the OTAs because of lower back tightness. So you know, seventeen games. It's it's uh he's not gonna play a whole seventeen games, but you know, will that's very important. Very important. I mean, it has shown every single year if Tyron Smith is not in the game. Dallas struggles. They don't know what to do. So, to me, he's their number one player going into this season because it is ridiculous that they haven't. Uh, they have drafted some tackles. They they're gonna have to get ready, and they're gonna have to get on that level because when Tyron Smith's not in the game, it's a totally different game for the Cowboys. And I know this. They got a first place schedule. They don't play. You know. Um, College teams, they play NFL teams, and they coming for blood. So we'll see. Steve, yes, sir. Who is the most important Giants going into the twenty twenty two season? Well, here we go. Here's my list. Now I'm going to go ten up, like you did, but mm-hmm. but this number ten could also be number one. Ooh. It's 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 the new coaching staff. It's the new regime, but now that Joe Shane, he's done his part. He's done the draft. He's done the free agents, the coaching staff. Dable, number one, Martindale, Casta on the offense. This is, it's all new. I have no idea. I mean, I kind of have an idea what Martindale does on defense, but, you know, we got all, he's got to make our personnel work, his system. It's, it's, like I said, this could be number one. The, the coaching staff is going to be huge in this team's development going forward. So that's that's number 10. Number nine, Kenny Galladay. Mm. And, and he's right there because number eight is Leonard Williams too, okay? Our two highest paid players, okay? One on offense, one on defense, okay? Now, I love Leonard Williams. Had an off year last year. Kenny Galladay came over here. He's making about $19 million a year, zero touchdown catches okay oh you didn't catch those touchdowns zero zero yeah our left tackle had one okay so these two guys nine and eight leonard williams kenny Different players different sides of the of the the field extremely important numbers after losing bradbury to these our division that other the green team. Really? Adoree Jackson now becomes our number one corner. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and, you know, he's a free agent they signed last year. Um, supposedly a good player. Um, but he's the number one guy now. So, I, I all I heard is that he, he's embraced it. You know, he, he can't wait for the challenge. So, that, that's all I know about that. But, you know, if he's our number one guy back there, he's going to be extremely important to us. So, we'll see how that works out. Uh, number six, tackle. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows how important the left tackle is, right? You know, the left tackle. Mm-hmm. We have a right-handed quarterback. He had a good year last year. He's a solid player. Um, 
the guy right ahead of him at number five is Evan Neal, who's going to be now our rookie uh, right tackle. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are some solid dudes, man. If Evan Neal is Evan Neal that we saw in college with Andrew Thomas on the left side and Evan Neal on the right side, and, and you fix the interior with the guards and stuff, maybe they this year, you know? Maybe, you know, uh, like we're saying, Saquon Barkley um, gets hit two yards deep. We know uh, offensive line, hugely important. Andrew Thomas at six, Evan Neal at five. Because if we can, like, number one, you improve the run, uh, the run uh, blocking, you know, and give, give Jones some time, you know, back there, which he sorely needs. Mm-hmm. Four, Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's high on my list. You know why? He's pretty vocal, Giants fans. You know, and I like that. He seems to have a nice personality. You know, he loves New York. He's everywhere. Rangers games. He's over at the Yankees. You know, he's throwing out first pitches. I'm watching. Just speaking of that, Steve, how do yeah. you feel about your coach at the Rangers games? Yeah, how interesting is that? He's, he, you know, he's embracing becoming a part of New York and it just endears you to the fans, you know. Yeah. You're undefeated when he's when he's at the games. So I think that's cool, man. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no problem with that. I don't think he's like seeking a limelight or anything. I just think he's, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm the new guy in town and you know crossover and you know but came on to pressure on the quarterback is he normal I want to say this right. He's not running his mouth, okay? He, but I, he's, he's he's not afraid to speak. So you, you, this is New York, son. You know, seems like to me he's talking confidently. He's talking real confidently, and he's being like real about you know his yep. situation. He's you know a New York Giant, and I I feel like you know he's going against Tyron Smith or Terrence Steele, and um and you got your other rookie there that was last season. Um, the the one from Georgia, I believe, uh, the pass rusher. Yes, oh, I forget. His, I can't say his name. I got you. Yeah. yeah, you know the guy we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's yep, good yep. too. He he definitely can put pressure. So it's not like you know fall on him. But like I said, I, I like his confidence. I, I don't have any problem with the interviews and stuff. All I'm saying is, um, in New York, you know, now if you can go and 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 translate that on the you're a god now. You go out and struggle, which you might do, because you know this is the NFL now. You know there's some good uh, tackles out there. So I hope he has a big year. Um, that's why he's high on my list. Because if he is Kayvon Thibodeau that he is, and we think he can be, then number four is a good spot for him. Because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna need to put more pressure on the quarterback. You know, and I and I and 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 Wink Martindale's defense is all about pressuring the quarterback. So he's not gonna be alone. In this, but anyway, now my top three. These are pretty obvious for any Giants fan. So I'm gonna go three on up. Jared, number three. Oh, this kid is can be. I, I put a little word next to all these guys on the list. Like you know, the, there's dollar signs next to Galladay and Williams. That was, you know, that that that's why Jackson just said number one corner. You know, uh, but next to uh, Kadarius Tony is dynamic. Dynamic receiver, and let me tell you something. Man, he was eating Diggs' lunch uh, against Dallas. Uh, 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And you know what it was? And it was something you mentioned, double moves. He's so quick on the double moves. That's his thing, man. So that was a good matchup for him. Can he stay healthy? Is his head right? Because if he is, that's going to end up being a great draft pick. And Gettleman will get a little love for that because you could see the talent oozing out of him. So dynamic number three. Number two, Saquon Barkley. You know, mm-hmm. this kid, remember his rookie year, rookie of the year, uh, 92 receptions. Boom, here comes the injuries now. So this guy, can be, this is what I put next to him was all purpose, all right? Because it's not just about the run. He can catch the ball, too. So a healthy Saquon Barkley, and, and I did just read today, he's looked 100% healthy in the OTAs, and people are raving about that. Right. Number one, Good. I put next to his name, obvious. Phil Sims. Yeah, oh. Phil Sims. It's Daniel Jones, man. Like, the guy's got talent. Giants fans don't want to hear it. They hate the guy. He's our quarterback this year, all right? So, fix, they fixed the line. Hopefully, fix the defense. You come in with a Kenny Galladay and a Kadarius Tony and somebody got a new tight end, you know, maybe who doesn't drop the ball. Daniel Jones needs to be. Very good to elite. I would love to see. He can't be average. Average, don't get it, bro. Average means you'll see. You'll be somewhere else next year. We're drafting a quarterback, okay? So Daniel Jones stays healthy. He can have a big year. I'm a Daniel Jones fan. So number one, obvious. Man, best quarterback in the NFC. Let's see, best quarterback in the NFC. Potential. He has potential. Uh, he, uh, Big arm. Him and, him and Jalen Hurts is the as the fastest. Yeah, he's fast. He 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 he's he's smart. He's a big. Jeff, who do you arm. think of winning the race? Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. That's a good question. Probably Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think, I think Daniel Jones in the race. Don't make it a hundred yarder though, because he'll trip that eighty. Yeah, he'll he'll fall. <laughs> make it fifty. But if it's like forty yards, oh, he's gone. got him. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, what you got, man, for your top ten? All right, starting number ten. Now, Alan Harris, safety, we signed him this year. Who? One of our safeties, we signed him. What, what's his name? Alan Harris. Alan Harris. Yeah. Man, we got a DB's coach named Al Harris for the Cowboys. Was that his son or something? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Al, Al, is Alan Harris. Yeah. All right, Alan Harris. Okay, got it. <laughs> Number nine. I'm going to say this in two parts. It's two things. It's A.J. Brown because he got to stay healthy this year. That's one thing he must do. And the receiving core. They all got to prove themselves. Number six. 